0: The first time I went to Crawford's gym, I about got stopped. So when I went in there, I I got beat up. I, I won't lie. But after that, it just made me realize I'm like, I still have so much more to learn and I'm still hungry for it. Like, I want to be better. So I went back, grinded at my gym, went back again to spar. Did a lot better that time. And I kept going back and forth, back and forth. And then finally, we got to the point where we're like, we should like, I'm, I am think I'm ready to make my professional debut. And I did that back in Omaha.
1: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Legends Boxing Podcast. I'm really excited to have another guest in studio. This is Demetrius Alexander, and he is the current head coach at the Cottonwood Heights location here in Utah. So for those who are familiar with Utah, Cottonwood Heights is kind of a part of the 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 salt lake city area it's just a little bit away from salt lake city maybe about 15 minutes east of it um and they've been around for a few years now and he's now inherited how long have you been head coaching over there (laughs) um so i have only
0: been the head coach at cottonwood since like the end of april yeah end of april so i'm still pretty new to legends yeah, general. I remember you'd come into one of my
1: classes at Bountiful before. Yeah. Like you were kind of like <laughs> scouting, like to see. Well, if that's it was a,
0: actually, <laughs> actually, I thought it was funny because I was just telling Kylan about it not that long ago. I remember I took that class and I was like, oh, yeah, are you just like one of the coaches here? And you were just like, yeah, I'm just one of the coaches. And I knew, I was like, this dude's messing with me a little bit. Like he's got to have more stake in legends than that. And then literally the next week, I saw you on the Legends podcast, like on their page. And I'm like, I knew it. Like, <laughs> I knew there was more to this than just, just he's just a regular member Well, I coach. mean, right then and there, <laughs> yeah. I was just a coach
1: right there. Yeah. That okay, was I it, I was, just yeah. in that class. I was, just, <laughs> I was just your coach for that class. But, no, I mean, that was uh, – it was a pleasure to meet you then, like just, you know, coming in, the way you worked, the way you were – it was obvious within just seconds. You knew what you were doing. Just kind of like – it, it, and I'm sure you know this growing up around boxing gyms. Like, you can tell – the way someone just carries themselves when they walk into a boxing gym, the respect that they have for it, kind of the, you know, the hard work that they've been able to earn as opposed to somebody who goes, yeah, you know, I boxed, you know, and, yeah. you know, that like, so I knew that right from the get go. So it was actually really a lot of fun to have you in there. And then to, to, as you've been a part of legends, I've gotten to know a little bit more about you, but that's one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you in today was you're our first ever professional fighter. So for those who don't know him, I have him tell a little bit more, but he's a professional boxer and you can sure you came from amateur rankings prior to yeah. that. Right. So yeah, he has an amateur pedigree and, and then went to a professional. So tell the audience, tell the people who are listening kind of a little bit about you. Where did you come from? Where, where are you trained out of, you know, like what that, that kind of journey has
0: been for you. With um, boxing. Okay. I well, think it's going to be tough to begin. Uh, so I guess I could say that I mean, I guess I've I actually have not always liked to fight. When I was younger, my I have two older brothers that used to beat me up mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. And so I kinda was raised in the fire. And then more when I started getting into like middle school, that's kinda when I was like, Okay, maybe I do. Maybe I do actually like to fight. But I'm from a really, really small town in Nebraska. It's actually it's called Emerson. Shout out to Emerson. It's only I think their population is 864 people. Wow, that's it. So when I say yeah, so when I say really small, I mean like tiny. Like everyone knows everyone out there. So me being able to go to a boxing gym wasn't really an option because I think like the closest thing was maybe maybe an hour plus drive away, and my mom was just gonna make it work for us. So I really got back into, and my dad was also an amateur boxer, but like we didn't do anything too crazy. So I got. I would say really, really into boxing when I turned 20. I went to college down in Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Cornhuskers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I got into Southside. Southside was the one of the boxing gyms that was in there. And that was really like my first introduction of that. And I won't lie, I got worked. They beat me up in there because I thought, I was like, oh, I fought before. Like, I'll be fine on there. <laughs> but it's totally different when you walk into an actual boxing gym and you have like experienced guys That are in there that just pick you apart. So I would say I got beat up, but there's a lot of people that get discouraged when they go to like a regular boxing gym and they go get beat up. Me, I was like, no, I want to be good at this. I have that mindset of like, I don't like to lose and I don't like to not be able to do something. So in my brain, I'm like, no, I'm going to like, I need to get good at this. I like this. Let me get really good at this. And so I was training there for about a year or so. And then that's when. I got reached out to about working at a nine round, which is a kickboxing fitness gym. And so that's that stems into like my coaching background. So I've been coaching boxing slash kickboxing for about like six years.
1: Really? OK, now One how team. old are you right now? Twenty
0: seven. Twenty seven. OK, so back in your early
1: 20s is when this. Kind yeah, of was I was happening.
0: really so like most of my 20s is really what my whole entire boxing slash combat sports um, experience um and then i like i said i was training at Southside for a while um i don't have too crazy of an amateur pedigree actually i really don't i only have a few like unsanctioned fights and then a couple i don't know if you guys have heard of this they have semi-pro fights mm-hmm. they're out in i did mine out in wyoming so what it is is it's three 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 minute rounds and you have no headgear on and you i think you have bigger i want to say it's like 14 ounce So you definitely have bigger gloves Mm. on there. And like for people that don't know, like at my weight class, like super middleweight, we wear 10-ounce gloves on there. So the 14-ounce ones that have a lot more padding. Uh, And I remember my last semi-pro fight that I had out there, the commissioner of boxing, he came up to me. He's like, you look like you're ready to make your pro debut. And I remember he said that, and I was like, maybe you're right. Maybe I I think I am ready to make my pro debut. And... uh, and then there was people coming up to me like after that fight that were like, oh, you look great out there. And, and also in my brain, I was like, man, I just put on this good show. I feel like maybe I should start getting rewarded for me putting on this show. So it was a pretty easy uh, transition for me to get go into the pro ranks, especially doing those semi-pro fights because mm-hmm. it's literally just one round less than a pro fight right. on there. Um, and also during that time, I switched to... I guess you could say two gyms. I was working at P&G, which stands for, like, Patience and Grind, which is another gym that I worked at with Bill Green. Shout out to Bill. Uh, he's my guy. He also does – Bill does um, media and marketing for Terrence Crawford.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So
0: he was kind of on my end to going into B&B, which is Crawford's gym in uh, Nebraska, mm-hmm. actually. And that's another one of um, – it's another good experience, I would say. The first time I went to Crawford's gym – I about got stopped. I'm not going to lie. Like Because really? I was used to doing, like, I've had hard spars and stuff, but I was just, like, most of the time I'm working with guys and we're working on stuff. And there it's it's very much the culture of, like, because he doesn't make anyone pay, which is awesome. Like oh, you don't wow. have to pay any memberships to go to B&B. All it is is you better work. Yeah. Like, you're going to work hard in there. And so, like, at the going from my gym that was – like was still a fight gym, but obviously not at that level of a fight gym. So when I went in there, I I got beat up. I, I won't lie. But after that, it just made me realize, I'm like, I still have so much more to learn, and I'm still hungry for it. Like, I want to be better. So I went back, grinded at my gym, went back again to spar. Did a lot better that time, and I kept going back and forth, back and forth, and then finally we got to the point where we were like, we should, like, I I'm think I'm ready to make my – professional debut and i did that back in omaha i think it was like february february 2nd yeah february 2nd of uh 20 i think 2021 yeah okay 2021 no or 20 what is this year 2023 yeah two years, yeah, years 20 ago 2022, 2022 actually yeah oh, 2022. just, a, yeah, year just a year yeah just okay. a year ago now yeah Um, and that was, it was awesome. It was like a dream came true. I mean, I had Terrence Crawford there. Uh, Amir Khan was also there because he was training at B and B for getting ready for his fight for um, against Cal Brook. Oh wow, okay, out there too. I also got to meet like Keyshawn Davis. I don't know if you guys know him. He's a big prospect for Top Rank and stuff. So I got to see a lot of high level guys, and they were there for like my debut. So that was kind of a that's pretty it's cool. kind of like a shot. I was kinda of like, yeah. oh God, like this is my debut. I got world champions sitting out there. Like I gotta I gotta perform. And I mean I did. I knocked the guy out in a minute and forty seconds in the first wow. round. Congratulations. So did it. Yeah. So I, so it was pretty cool. And then like obviously with all my friends and family there, like it was a it was a pretty small venue, but it was nice. So it was very you gotta be really engaged with the crowd. So like when everyone was yelling and going nuts in there, like you couldn't hear a damn. Thing in there. So that was like my introduction into the the pro ranks. So nice. it's not not typical for what most people do for their pro ranks. And even um my second professional fight, that one was out in Las Vegas. Okay. Actually, and it was co promoted by Roy Jones Junior.
1: Oh oh cool. Right so on. yeah,
0: it was it's kind of a cool card. It was called uh Sons of Legends. So it was all sons of former big name boxers. Okay. So like I got to meet like Shane Mosley Jr. I got to meet his dad, Shane Mosley. I got to meet Roy Jones. I mean, obviously Roy Jones Jr. was there. He did my pre-fight interview. Oh, cool! And everything. So that was really cool. It was kind of. I'm a huge Roy Jones Jr. guy, <laughs> so like for him to be doing my interview, I was just sitting there. I'm like, this is not real. Like, there's no way I'm getting interviewed by Roy Jeez, Jones that Jr. That been so right cool. now. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and then like Roberto Duran Jr. Wow, was fighting there. Who um, did you fight? Gerald McClellan Jr. Okay. So I don't know if a lot of people know about him. He's his dad, Gerald McClellan, he was the G Man back in like the eighties. Yeah, nineties. He was a late yeah, 80s or yes, 90s. He was uh he was a monster. Yeah. I mean, like he knocked out most of the guys that he fought. But Gerald McClellan, like so his dad, he fought, I wanna say it was Nigel Ben over in the UK. And they had a brawl, and there was an all out war that they had. But at one point, he got headbutted, and it I think it caused an aneurysm in his oh, brain. Man. And now he is, I think he's paralyzed throughout most of his body from this fight. Oh, so no. that's like his career kind of got cut short. So that I feel like that's why not a lot of people know about him. I mean, I watch a lot of boxing, so I feel like that's even the only reason I even know who Gerald McClellan is. Um, so that was my opponent out there. Then I'm trying to think of, um, well, still so, oh, yeah, the main event was Mackenzie Morrison, which is Tommy Morrison's son, mm-hmm. and then Ashid Rachman Jr. So obviously Ashid Rachman's son. So that was pretty sweet. Um I'm trying to think of all the guys that I met there. I mean, also Mike Tyson was sitting ringside. Oh wow. That was pretty cool. I didn't really say a whole lot to him because it was <laughs> it was right after that, that airplane incident when that guy when that guy bothered him on the airplane. Oh and okay. he freaked yeah, out yeah, on him. So I, I was like, that, you know, yeah. like I'm not going to know. It. like I'm not going to know. It. He probably has people <laughs> fangirling for him all the time. So I was like, I'm just going to go get a fist bump and move on. Sadly, that one I lost on a decision. Uh, two judges had it a draw. One judge had him up around. I thought I won, but it's Vegas. I can't complain. It's still a great experience for Where me. Where was it at? What venue Like um, The that? Virgin Hotels in like, their amphitheater. Okay, cool. That was in there because it was the same weekend as... Uh, Shakur Stevenson against Oscar Valdez. Oh, okay. So that mm-hmm. was that was pretty sweet. So I also got to meet um, Shakur Stevenson at, because I got to go to the top rank gym, that's out there in Vegas and do like some bag work. That's pretty and cool. stuff that was in there. So that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. And were was, they both four round fights. Yeah, both of yeah. them were four. Yeah, and both the of first them were four
1: one. The only went a minute and a half. So yeah. So your first time going all four rounds was your second fight. Yes. Okay. Have you had any more fights after since then? No,
0: I was just supposed to have one uh <laughs> July it was supposed to be in July, I want to say 20 or June 22nd, but the promoter ended up canceling the show. So I drove all the way back to Nebraska just to find out that the show had been canceled. He told us like a week before, and I was going back a week before. So like that's when I found out the whole <laughs> that's show a got long
1: canceled. long drive. Yes, yeah. that's what, what I mean. <laughs>
0: and like I was pretty frustrated cuz I hadn't fought in a year. And so I was all jacked up and excited. I just cut a bunch of weight and everything. I'm amped. And then I get a phone call that's like, you're not fighting this weekend anymore. And I'm like, awesome. Right cool. On. Cool. 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 Cool Cool. Nice. Uh, no and then I just got. Yeah, yeah. And then I did just get asked again about a fight September 9th out here in Utah. But I get married September 22nd. So I don't think. um the lady would like it if I showed up to her wedding with some scratches and some black eyes. I don't think it would be great for a wedding photo. Well,
1: you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah. I was like, ah, you know, uh, maybe uh, like after the wedding, I, I will definitely – like, I might get one, like, December sometime around then. I would, I would really like that. Like, it gives me time after the wedding to, like, settle down and then get back into fight camp mode.
1: That's and so get- cool. And, I mean – I would imagine Legends is sponsoring the next fight that you're going to be at.
0: Um, yeah, actually, I have a pair of their new Legends shoes. Uh-huh. Like uh, the prototype the prototype black ones on there. They're pretty sick. Uh, and then I have two pairs of fight trunks Okay. on there. So they're pretty, I, I like them a lot, honestly. The shoes I really like. That is one thing. I'm, more, I'm used to like lighter boxing shoes, but even the prototype shoes, they're a little, they're a little heavier than what I'm used to, but they're way more balanced. Aren't they all leather and everything yes. like that? Yeah, yeah. I think like I just saw the top tier or the finished product ones. I think Robbie has like a pair of them now, and it's they're they're definitely heavier, but it's like the top notch. Rather, Rob was talking about. He said it's like the nicest leather that they could get for these shoes. And I'm pretty, pretty pumped
1: for them. I mean, like I saw some prototypes of them, and then I saw Rob. Had gone down to St. George and had done a sparring mm-hmm. clinic, and in the photos I saw he was wearing the white ones. Yes. And I'm like, dude, those look
0: clean. Six, like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what right. <laughs> he was talking to me about him and he was like, We're gonna try to get you a pair of these. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. It was like right after good. I got the black prototype ones, I saw him post like a What'd you call it? Like a little sneak peek of the white <laughs> shoes. And I was like, no, dude, I want the white ones. Like, those are cleaner. Like, I know I'd probably do better with the black shoes because I'm just going to get the white ones dirty. But, well, I mean, you wh- got all you white, got white looks I mean, yeah, you know you mean, get out there all on the fight, all white. so By clean. By the end of the fight, if they're dirty, who
1: cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, At least they were
0: clean in that first round. Going in, like, it came out and it looks good in them, too. And the other thing is, I have this all white. Clito Reyes robe. Oh, nice. That I've been, like, waiting to break out. And I'm like, give me the white shoes. I can break them out with the white robe. It's going to be perfect. The yeah, perfect blend. It's going to look good. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs>
1: then we'll, we'll try for December. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about uh, marriage. How long have you been engaged? How When did that happen?
0: Um. Okay, so me and my fiancé have been together for about four Yeah, four years in October. Four years in October. And our wedding is the September 22nd. We've been engaged for... A year Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, nice. August thirteenth. Congratulations. Thank man. you. Thank you. Are you getting married here in Utah? No, we're getting married back in Nebraska. Nice. Is actually. that where you guys met? Was in Nebraska? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's kind of funny. Like one of my best friends needed a roommate and did a random roommate and my fiance Taylor did graduate or was coming to Nebraska for graduate school and just happened to match with, like, my friend on Facebook or whatever for the random roommates and stuff. And then my friend was like, you have to meet my new roommate. And uh, that's when I met Taylor. <laughs> and all over from there. <laughs> yeah, <right>? pretty much.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Great, man. Well, congratulations. September
1: 22nd, right? Yep. the wedding day? Are you guys mm-hmm. going on a
0: honeymoon? Uh, we don't exactly have that planned yet. We've been kind of moving around a lot. I mean, we've only lived out here in Utah for... Also a year. Like, we've only lived out here. We moved to Utah August 1st of 2022. So we're just coming up on our one-year anniversary of even living out here in Utah. A lot of
1: things happen in the yeah, last 12 and the, months. Time yeah. friend. What brought you guys originally to Utah?
0: Um, so it's kind of funny, actually. I have <laughs> one of my really good friends and her fiancé, who's another one of my good friends, they moved out here three years ago now. And then one of her best friends... Moved out here two years ago now and told her, her best friend told her how, like, how much she likes it out here and that we should at least come visit and check it out and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, like, why not? Like, cause I've, I'm a big hiker. I mm-hmm. like hiking ever oh, since cool. I was in the military. Um, so obviously being out here in Utah, I'm like, it's hiking heaven. I hear so, I was like, oh, you know what? Why not? Like, why not go check it out? Plus, we were wanting to move from Nebraska anyway, just to get, like, I'd lived there for, Twenty six of my twenty seven years oh, wow. of life. So I was like, you know, I'm ready to get. I change the scenery is nice. So yeah. let me get, let me get out of there. Um, and so like we came and visited. We loved it, and we we're just like, why not? Let's, let's move out here. Like, why not? And then it's funny. Another one of my really good friends moved out here a week before I did. <laughs> so just like weird timing that like we had friends moving out here, and it was just, like perfect, perfect timing for everything. That is so that, really cool. That yeah. doesn't really happen often to where you. You know, you're moving to a change of scenery,
1: but you're bringing the same scenery with you as far as like family and it,
0: friends exactly, and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. So that that made it easier transition for us cuz we're like, okay, we're actually going to know people out here. So it's not like we're going to somewhere completely completely foreign and we're not going to know where anything is out there. So that was that was a really nice thing for us to end up end up out here. And I mean, I've liked it ever since. <laughs> Great. So Legends, how did you come across Legends and, and how would that kind of happen? Um, so I literally was uh, just scrolling on indeed because i was trying to find something boxing related i like i wanted i was like you know i've been coaching boxing for so long like i would like to stick more to the training side of things like it's just my wheelhouse that's like what i like to do for training uh and it's funny when we came to visit um like a year and a half ago i actually stopped at your bountiful location but it was i didn't know what the hours were because obviously i knew i'd never been to Legends, but there, it was during a time where it was closed. So I came in, checked it out, and I was like, oh, it's closed. Like, dang, never mind. But it's always been something that I was interested in. I was like, Legends Boxing. And I started got online and started doing some research and stuff. And I saw I'm like, oh, they do like a sparring program too. Like, that's pretty cool. But also they teach boxing for classes. So it kind of gives that, that, I call it like the happy medium. Like, you get boxing for fitness classes. But then also if you want to, like, get into sparring and maybe even take, like, a few amateur fights, like we do also provide the avenue for you as well. So that was that was what was cool to me. I was like, we're really good to teach people actual boxing. Like we're they're gonna really learn how to box here, and we're gonna do our best to make sure that they are learning their real boxing here, and we can even give them a place to test mm-hmm. what they are learning here. Um, so I did my research and stuff online, and then I was um, a manager at Vasa. I didn't love it. Oh. No, no disrespect to Vasa or anything. I just I just didn't love it. I'm I'm too active of a person to just be standing at the front desk, like right. doing manager stuff. So I was like, I need to get out and move on there. And I got on Indeed, and I saw that the opening at Cottonwood happened. And I obviously I sent over my resume and everything, and I got a very quick, got like a very quick response. I think I was already coming down to do a workout like that that same week. I think uh, even like the next week, I already done like a call with Kylan and Marianne and everyone and then like a day after that i even came down to met rob on there and that's what brought me on to the legends team i guess yeah (laughs) so it was pretty quick pretty quick transition on here but i'm still new to legends
1: yeah but you you like you really have just kind of grasped the entire legends culture you can tell like you know that from the first time you came in to take a workout to this last time you came in to take a workout to when we're at the sparring clinics to these types of things, like you really have you've just absorbed it so much that you can't tell that you've only been here for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. It's like you've been a part of the family for forever. And so you know, we couldn't be happier to have you, man. It's like a great pick for Cottonwood. So now tell me a little bit about Cottonwood and what your experience of that is. How's that going? Do you feel like it's doing really well? Yeah, I feel like
0: um, last month we had a Huge month that got us over to 150 plus members. That's awesome. For the Cottonwood's first time. That's so awesome. On there. So that was pretty that was pretty great. They were all very receptive there too, especially. I definitely <laughs> I got tested a little bit, is what I like to say. It's like anytime like a new coach shows up, definitely there's people that like were like, does this guy really know what he's talking about? Oh, yeah. And that kind of thing. <laughs> so I kind of had to prove myself to the <laughs> the Cottonwood members. But after Maybe like a week or two. They were like, okay, this guy has been around a few boxing gyms. He might actually know what he's talking about a little bit on there. Um, and then after that, it's been great. The class sizes have gotten a lot bigger. Um, shout out to my 5.30 and 7 a.m. classes. Those ones that I've – those are like my – they have been like the, my 4 p.m. classes because when I first started there, they were really small. Like mm. I would have some mornings where I would only be there at 5.30 and I have one person. Yeah. And then at 4 p.m. I'd only have one person. Now – those three classes, like some of those days I have 10 plus people in those classes. So like, those are like my, those are like my baby classes. I'm like, these are the ones I'm really, really proud of. Isn't that so of? cool <laughs> to see though? Yeah. You, I mean, you should totally be proud of it. And,
1: and I can absolutely relate because when I first took over Bountiful, it was kind of the same thing, right? Like it doesn't matter that even 50% of the people in the classes knew that I was the co-founder and everything mm. like that. They were still tested me. Mm. They still tested to see are you a part of our clique and our culture <laughs> and uh, you know you have to be invited in. And then once they knew, okay, yeah, this these guys, he's actually kind of laid back. Mm. He's cool. He knows his shit. Yeah, you know, then it was then it's now it's freaking awesome. And to see those classes go from one person, which again sometimes having that one or two or three people is a nice switch. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get to kind of, Kylan, if you're listening, sorry, but sometimes you get to deter <laughs> from the workout and you get to focus a little bit more on some highly technical <laughs> stuff and you get to teach these people some stuff that you wouldn't necessarily have time to do in a large class of people. Yeah. So sometimes it's a nice switch. But, yeah, for coaching, like, the energy to have a large class, it's a, it's just a different energy. So it's really a lot of fun. So. No, that's that's great, and that's how you see it, right? You see it from a coach's perspective of going, wow, these classes are getting bigger, the energy's getting so much better, people are having so much more fun, you know? So, like, you can really hold your head up proud and go, this is, this
0: is cool. Yeah, that was something, yeah, that was, like, a big thing for me, too. And also, just, like, the... Um, I feel like I was received very well just from all the legends in general on here, and I always think, to like, to the... Like, the belong aspect Mm -hmm. of like legends like motto on there Um, that was a big one for me like really showing like everyone like hey everyone is welcome in here everyone is cool like you can have someone like me who wants to fight like trains to fight professionally or you can have 70 year old like 70 year old mom who just came grandma that just came in here and she just wants to hit some stuff exactly on there so that has been like that to me has been a really awesome thing to see it's like just showing that like hey everyone Everyone can learn boxing. Like you might not be trying to step out there and fight, but you can still learn the basics of boxing. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm glad that you that you saw
1: that. That's, you know, that's that's exactly what I started when I just started coaching, you know, let's show everybody that the fundamentals, the skills, the things that that are required for you to be able to do in boxing are a learned mm-hmm. skill. Yeah, some people are going to be able to learn it faster than other people. Mm-hmm. But it's still something that they have to learn, you know. Like I I use a lot of referencing when I'm coaching, and so it's things like when I'm telling you to move to your trail side, it's the equivalent of me telling you to rub your belly and pat your head, right? Like like, you can do it, but you got to think about it. Mm. And then you once you learn it, and it becomes just muscle memory, then now it's like you don't even have to think, right? And so that's that's kind of that philosophy, right? And so I'm glad that you get that. That. As long as we take our time, and so all the coaches out there that are listening to this, as long as you take your time and you learn your member and you learn their capability, their capacity, their rate of learning, how quickly they need to learn, then yes, every single person that walks in your door can learn how to box. They can learn the correct fundamentals and how to actually imply them. doesn't mean they're going to get in the ring and actually do it, but they can still learn how to do it. So... That's awesome, and you're hearing it from a guy who came from Nebraska. That's
0: in pro gyms. That I'm sure the camaraderie between you guys
1: was pretty heavy too. It was pretty yeah.
0: Oh yeah, like some of those guys that I trained with, like they're my boys. Yeah, like one of them, uh, his name's Jordan. Like he's even in my wedding. Like I've I've only known him for like three years, but like it's something about like grinding through practices and training and. Like being bloodied up and sweating together, like that—that is a different kind of friendship that just gets brought on through there. So yeah, like some of my guys, like my guys out there, I'm like, it's it's great to have. But now I can see that here with legends, and we you don't have to get beat up and bloody. Like you can just you can just box together and do all the hard workouts and stuff together. But I don't have to get busted. (laughs) I don't have to get busted up on there unless I don't want to. (laughs) And
1: then still go hang out at you know places to go watch fights and run into each other at Dave and Buster's (laughs) and go support Terrence Crawford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was a great fight, too. That was a really good fight. Oh, man. I didn't think the outcome was exactly how I knew it was going to be. I knew you were rooting for (laughs) Terrence Crawford, too.
0: Yeah. As a a huge fan of his, obviously, I think he's one of the greatest boxers in the history of boxing. Obviously, I'm biased being from Nebraska and being at his gym, but... There's a lot of people that agree with that statement. Yeah, even 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 I didn't think, like I I firmly thought he was going to beat Earl Spence. I didn't think he was going to be like that, though. That just, to me, watching him dismantle Earl Spence like that, really just, like, I'm glad everyone, like the whole world could really see, like, he is that good. Like he, this was a guy that you guys had in your top four pound for pound in Earl Spence, and Bud just, Tore him apart for tore him apart nine rounds, and it shouldn't even realistically probably shouldn't even have gone those yeah. nine rounds. No, it was it was so one sided. It was, um,
1: it was like Terence Crawford was teaching Earl Spence a, box. a lesson, yes. right? It's like here, let me teach you a lesson about how experience is going to you know wax you in this boxing ring, and it, you, you know I didn't really know much about Spence, but I've watched almost every Crawford fight, and even in some of his hardest challenges, he's kind of just bounced right back, mm-hmm. immediately come through it. He's know how He knows how to adjust immediately for whatever situation's happening. And so, you know, like for anybody who's training hard, working hard, if you want to mimic anything, hard work and, and how to do something, how to achieve something, how to see something through to the end – then yeah,
0: follow Terrence Crawford for sure. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is he is a monster. I did one, <laughs> I did one strength and conditioning workout with his actual strength and conditioning coach at the time. And <laughs> I thought I was in shape until I did that workout. And I I remember I cramped up in my sides, like my abs and my hamstrings. And everything. And I had to, like, walk out of the gym, like, limping and holding my leg. <laughs> I was like, I like, thought oh, I was in yeah. shape, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know what. Like, it was, it was different. I, I, I thought I was ready. I was not. But also me doing that, though, made me realize, I'm like, if I want to be at a high level, like, this is what I have to be doing to get to that right. high level. Like, I have to push myself that extra mile on there right and then i mean
1: that's cool that you have that relation to that right like you can see that and that's cool i'm glad that you actually brought that up because like his strength and conditioning coach and so i actually talk to people a lot of times about like our legends workouts and those kinds of things and the way that they're kind of put together and and the fact that that they are designed to increase your ability to be a better boxer to be faster to be balanced to be more coordinated to you know be stronger but Like pros, like I tell them all the time, I'm like, well, a lot of professional boxers, not every professional boxer, but your high level boxers that can afford it. They've got a boxing coach and they have a strength and conditioning coach and they have a masseuse and they have a speed and agility coach and nutritionist and all this stuff. Right. And they have it's a team of people that are helping them to accomplish their goal and get there. Well, legends to a degree is taking a lot of that and put it into one hour, right? Mm-hmm. We're giving you the boxing education, the speed and agility, the strength and conditioning. We are happy to assist you with nutrition and give you advice and those kinds of yeah. things, especially around a fighters type diet and that kinds of stuff. So, you know, just for, you know, like, you know, I'm glad, I'm just going like to said, I'm glad you brought that up. So people who are listening, they can understand that, that legends is really that well-rounded workout and conditioning drill, and you're going to learn the skills and stuff. And so, it's just it's good that you brought that up is it's just for people to hear it from other than just me yeah. right somebody no else yeah, knows, and so. that's what,
0: i mean I, I every time I do in the workouts too like I'm dying like i like if you push yourself the way that you know you can push yourself in each one of legends workouts you will get you will get results, oh yeah out of like it will happen like what is it? Tyson's on roids with the <laughs> twist. <laughs> I remember the first time I, I did just, those. Just, yeah. The first time I did those, I wasn't, re- I was not ready. <laughs> I, I will I'll admit I wasn't ready doing all those squat jumps over and over and over again. I was like, okay, this is, this is tough. This is a little harder than I thought, but also just like going back to the strength and conditioning stuff. Cause I'm, I'm sure some members don't love doing like the strength and conditioning aspects of some of the workouts and like, don't get me wrong. Like, I would, if I could just box for an hour straight, like, I would totally do just boxing for an hour straight. But I also understand that, like, I have to do my strength and conditioning. Like, if I go out there out of shape, I'm going to get beat up. Right. Like, you have to, like, you have to understand that. Like, I have to put in my hour. Like, I don't want – maybe I don't want to do my mini sprints that I had to do this morning. Maybe I don't want to feel like doing those. But I know that this will translate well to when I go into the ring and I just did five or six rounds and I'm not breathing heavy right anymore on there so that, like, that's that's the great point is it's that's part of the
1: science behind it too right like they tell, they say the sweet science of boxing it's not just the strategy that you're putting into the ring it's the strategy and the this the hard work you put into the gym before getting into the ring to prep yourself like those things have to be added that's why i, I tell people all the time boxing a heavy bag hitting mitts It's just not enough. It's not enough. You've got to put in the road work. You've got to put in additional strength training. You've got to put in your core work. You've got to, you know, prep your entire body for what you're about ready to go do inside of a boxing ring. And so, you know, listen to this guy, guys. If there's anybody else that that knows it, it's, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like your dad, you know, like your dad will tell you. To do it, to tell your kid, and you be like, yeah, whatever. But then somebody else that you look up to and all this other stuff tells you to do it, and you're like, oh, yeah, let's yeah. go do it, even uh, though it was the same thing your dad was telling you to do, you know? So I'm like the dad. So listen to Demetrius,
0: guys, and <laughs> let, it, let him tell you right, and It's uh, all for that. It's know? funny. I, guess I steal this from Kylan, but, like, is broccoli jelly beans? His broccoli jelly beans. <laughs> his broccoli jelly beans. Like, that
1: sounds just like Kyle. Yes, oh my his broccoli
0: and jelly beans. Like the strength conditioning <laughs> stuff and like the drills. That is broccoli. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's got to be the bigger portion. Like it's not as good. It's maybe not as fun, but like it's good for you and you right. do need it. And then you get your jelly beans on there, which is like maybe some mitt work or I show you, like I give you something that is a little more advanced mm-hmm. for people out there just to try out on the or bags the and sparring stuff. if that's the or thing you sparring want to do on yeah. there. So I'm like, you have to have your broccoli and then the jelly beans will be that much sweeter Yeah, on there. <laughs> Is no, that, that's, that's how I look at it. That's great. I love that <laughs> analogy. And,
1: and on that, it's been, it's been amazing talking to you, man. I really have enjoyed learning. I appreciate you being here. Um, You know, again, guys, please like, subscribe, shoot some questions, shoot some questions to the both of us. You know, he'll be able to answer some stuff, too, and we'll send them over to him and we'll make sure that he gets you you guys your answer. If it's anything about professional and the professional scene, you know, ask away. We're happy to. So like comment, get interactive. If you're not watching, please get onto YouTube, watch, subscribe, follow legends and, you know, get into the gym and and change your life because that's what we're doing in here. Thanks again, man.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on here.